Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going well. You are at uh, a nerd prom at ETS this week up in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, uh, Evangelical Theological Society is a meeting, which is when basically um, all the academics in uh, the world of theological education come together and read papers on lots of interesting things, depending on what you like. Some more interesting than others. It yes. just depends on what you what what your area is. Um, but we have a lot of people from Southern Baptist seminaries, from Baptist colleges and universities all over the country. Uh, the Southern Baptist Professors Fellowship was held last night, and this was kind of cool. It was the um, fourth year, I believe, that uh, that this has happened, and a B&H academic does a, a lot to sort of host this event, and all the uh, professors or PhD students from um, Southern Baptist schools, colleges, um, seminaries, everything, they, they come together and they have maybe a panel or, or whatever. And so it's usually in a, um, in a room, you know, like a meeting room at the hotel or the convention center. But this year, because we're in Providence, Providence is where the first Baptist church ever established in America. Really? I, um, I hadn't, hadn't realized is. that from all the pictures on Twitter this week. Yeah, I, I think you probably knew. I picked up and on that. I'm a perceptive were, guy. What can I say? Yes, and they were able to secure that location, and so the Southern Baptist Professors Fellowship was in uh, that church. All right, now that's cool. Beautiful. That's cool. That's it cool. It was beautiful, and it was at night, so they've got this incredible chandelier, just gorgeous, and you know, just the the light in there, and it had the the pews with the doors, you know, on them. Yes. And so it was a really, it was a really neat, neat thing. So that was great. Um, Southeastern hosted uh, the, our yearly dinner, the Southeastern Theological Fellowship. That was on uh, Wednesday uh, and it uh, was a, was a great time to kind of honor some uh, scholars that uh, we, you know, admire and appreciate for their contributions. And then um, I believe Southern always has uh, an event there that's, happening for alumni, for Friends of Southern Seminary. Um, so lots of things going on here. And and also, one thing that is going on that you have not mentioned is a, uh, a certain co-host of this podcast will be giving a presentation on the Friday this releases on Wendell Berry. Yes, that's true. So I'm taking a break. Which I'm sure uh, is, is, is causing no uh, nerves at all. Right. Um, so I'm taking a break to record this in my uh, sort of last minute of uh, preparation and, and getting everything together. So I'm sure when it's all over, I will say that it was great fun right now the night before. Um, it's a little a, a little nerve wracking um, to think about uh, presenting. But is yes, this your maiden voyage and presenting a paper? It's my first time. Yeah. Yes. To do that. No pressure. But. Yeah, so it's been an interesting. Because uh, uh, Keith uh, presented, my husband he presented uh, on Thursday, and so then uh, I'm presenting tomorrow. Save the be best tomorrow. for last. Oh, that's really nice. Um, did, did you go and support Keith? I did. Yes. Is he coming to support you? Yes. If he, he knows what's good for him, he will. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so it it, but it's a lot of fun and. 
Um, and just a great time to see people, a lot of folks from Lifeway, uh, B&H in particular here. And I went to a B&H lunch um, where they gave away the Spurgeon Study Bible. So I got my own copy. Oh, that's nice. Very It is getting rave reviews, that. by the way. Yes. Absolutely Very rave reviews. That. I, I, I hadn't did... gotten my hands on one of those either. So. Yeah. Oh, that's that. That's so ironic that you first. got one before I did. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's been really fun. And I told um, Trevin Wax um, that I love it. I'm not sure anything's going to top my uh, She Reads Truth Bible, which is just my favorite one. Um, but that's okay because I think I can have them next to each other in the Spurgeon Study Bible. Yeah, will it's also his and hers. Give some great think of it yeah. that way. His and hers. So, yes. Um, well, we had a kind of a busy week at Lifeway too this week. Yes, you did. Yes. First week in the new building and what a week it was. Uh, I have not had a chance to do a uh, Facebook Live tour of the building because it's I've just been too busy. We've had too much going. We had something every day this week. It was kind of like Spirit Week back in high school. You remember like during homecoming or whatever, you had Spirit Week and you dress up as a different thing every week. We didn't do that per se, uh, but we had a different event every day at Lifeway this week uh, for the employees kind of celebrating the new building and moving into the new location. So it's been just a wild week. We've had a had a great time. It's it's an incredible building and people are just blown away. I, I know you've seen pictures. Yes, I so, have. Heard, um, heard lots of neat things as and, well. But I'm looking forward to that, um, to the Facebook Live. That'll be really fun for me to see as well. Yes. So I, I'm hoping to do that next week, Monday or Tuesday. Things will be a little bit slower next week, so I should have a chance to, to get in there and get that done and uh, get a, a good tour for everybody. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, before we jump into it, uh, I know you've got a lot of colleagues there from Southeastern and also a lot of uh, presenters from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. They are committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. I saw a few professors, our good friend Dr. Greenway, presenting up there as well. So at ETS, yes. I know they are um, well represented. As you mentioned, are the rest of our Southern Baptist seminaries. Uh, but I think I did see something that Southern had the most presenters of any uh, institution at uh, ETS this year. Yeah, they yeah they have a history of sending a lot of um, people to present both both faculty and students. So a lot of PhD students at um, at Southern uh, here as well. And this is a a great experience for them. This is often kind of one of the first uh, sort of major academic things that a student will will do. And so a uh, really, really good experience. But then you have the, the faculty continuing to contribute to the discussion as well. So this is where a lot of things get sort of uh, thought through together. This is where, where people come together to consider issues. Yeah. I got a text from our friend Colby Adams, who's up there at ETS. And I he, saw him today. He said he'd talk to you. Today. Yeah. Yes. And, and he also, uh, he sent me a text saying that it was kind of neat how that church up there modeled their sanctuary after the, the chapel at Southern. Yeah, how they modeled their <laughs> Yes, um, I think it's the other way around. But yes, Broadus Chapel. At yeah, that's what Southern I told Seminary. Colby. He, he had no idea. So Yes, the inside is modeled after the First Baptist Church in America. But I learned from Jason Dusing, um, who I was talking to. Good friend of the pod. That Dallas Baptist University, that the outside of their chapel 
is modeled okay. after the yeah. First Baptist Church in America. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. So that, that was a new one. I didn't know. All right. Well, let's jump cool. into the news, Amy. How about that? We got a, uh, Sounds good. a couple of state convention recaps to go over. And Just by a, a couple, few. I mean about three dozen. Uh, no, actually, uh, we, we have quite a few. And there were, get this, Amy, 11 state convention meetings this week that I was able to count. There might have been one that I missed, but I think there were 11 this week that went on. We've only got reports, I think, from maybe one of those yeah. from this week. Uh, so we've got a lot to come still. Uh, but we're going to start up in Kentucky, where they passed a $21.5 million budget for 2018 and 19, as well as adopted four resolutions, uh, one against gambling, which has been a, uh, a tense issue in the state. Another resolution urged Kentucky legislators to pass Marcy's Law, a bill that would expand the legal rights of crime victims. They elected Charles Frazier as the president of the KBC, Nate Bishop as vice president, Paxton Redd as second vice president. But, Amy, the big news that came out of Kentucky uh, deals with what something that we've been talking about for quite a while is the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, the CBF's uh, stances on homosexuality and the Illumination Project that they've been discussing. What they are doing, they just really wanted their credentials committee to monitor um, this study. And we've talked about this on the, the podcast about how they are are actively studying if they should change their policies, the CBF is, uh, to allow hiring individuals who are in a homosexual lifestyle. So uh, the idea was uh, with this motion that the Committee on Credentials would just um, study it and then be able to make a determination about um, any churches that are affiliated with the CBF and whether or not they should be allowed to uh, cooperate. So this was kind of the uh, this was a step in saying, let's just think about what we need to do in this and kind of monitor this situation. Yeah, so the Credentials Committee, you would guess, uh, would adopt some kind of policy where if this does happen, then we will do this. Uh, so it's kind of a, a wait Possible. and see kind of yes. thing. So, yes. uh, And the, the story here does mention that there are 56 churches in the CBF in Kentucky. Uh, 45 of those uh, cooperate dually with the KBC and the CBF. So uh, it affects you know, roughly four dozen churches in the KBC. And as always, we'll keep, we will keep an eye on that. We have been uh, on the story from the CBF from uh, day one, pretty much on yes. that. So we've been talking about that for a while here on the podcast. All right. One final note from Kentucky, Adam Greenway, uh, who we mentioned earlier, Dean of the Billy Graham School of Missions at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary was selected to deliver next year's convention sermon. Moving down to Mississippi. Yes, Mississippi um, Baptist. They unanimously approved a, a cooperative program budget of thirty-one million four hundred four thousand one hundred ten. Um, that's just a little bit higher than last year's budget, which which was around like thirty-one million three hundred seventy-eight. You know, so um, just just a little bit up, and then uh, they will continue. Um, to send 37.5% of their CP budget uh, to the Southern Baptist Convention uh, for SBC causes. Quite a difference from the 50-50 uh, from Kentucky that they have maintained over the, the past few years. Yeah, they did say that any gifts that exceed the established budget will be divided 50-50 
to SBC causes and to Christian education. All right, and also elected president was Mark Vincent. John Pace was elected the vice president, and Tommy Snyder was elected second vice president. Michael Weeks and Jerry Bingham were elected as recording secretary and assistant recording secretary, respectively. Only passed uh, one real resolution, one uh, of... A gratitude to First Baptist Jackson, but one resolution on the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation and no motion. So not a lot of business at the Mississippi Baptist Convention this year. Moving up to the Northwest, Amy, their 70th meeting of the Northwest Baptists. Yeah. So they organized um, in 1948. Uh, So this is their 70th meeting. They convened in Eugene, Oregon. They had 291 messengers and 71 registered guests. That's a strong turnout. This is really cool. Yes, and this is really cool. They started out by welcoming 25 churches into their network. So it brings the total number of churches taking part in Northwest Baptist Convention Ministries to more than 500. All right. Now, if you said that the Northwest Baptist Convention had twice as many, more than twice as many, Baptist churches as the West Virginia Baptist Convention. People may be surprised by that. At least I would be. Yes. Now, question. Yeah. This is a answer. The, <laughs> the Northwest Baptist Convention, that is that just that just includes Washington and Oregon. Yes. Is that correct? I think so. That's what I thought. Pretty sure. Correct us if we're wrong, listeners. I'm sure no. they will. Yes. Uh, the budget they passed was two point nine two million dollars. Uh, just a little bit up from 2.8 this past year, and 27.25% is forwarded on to national causes. And uh, Amy, they had a pretty star-studded list of uh, people speaking at this one. They had Alvin Reed, a good friend of yours, I know, professor of evangelism over at Southeastern, uh, as well as Randy Adams, the exec there, and Wayne Cordero uh, from Hawaii came over for that one. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like they, they had a really good meeting, a great one for their 70th. Yes, they did, Amy. And moving over to another combined state uh, convention over in Pennsylvania and South Jersey, they increased their cooperative program split as well as simulcasting their meeting for the very first time. Uh, They gave a $2.973 million budget, 27.5% of that will be moved on to national causes. That's really great about the uh, simulcast, which I think we're seeing a lot more of that, uh, certainly. But as it pops up in each... um, at each uh, convention, that's just a great way for people to stay connected. I, for me, it was great because uh, at North Car- in North Carolina, I was able to be there the first day, but not the second day. And so I still uh, could watch. Now, being there in person is the very best thing uh, because being there means that you get to participate. Yep. Decisions are made by process. those who show up. Yes, it yes, they are. But... I do think there's something to uh, connecting uh, with those out there who aren't able to come, and maybe that will even lead to an increase in the future. So I think uh, these live stream options are great. And uh, as uh, as your state comes around, you know that that's something to think about next yep. year. And it's also very helpful for those pastors who are bivocational that just can't get away from their uh, daily yes. job that they, they have, you know, the Monday through Friday, the nine to five kind of job. Uh, if they're bivocational, it allows them to attend, you know, electronically, uh, so to speak. Yes. A couple of election updates up in Pennsylvania, South Jersey. Uh, Kevin Roberts was elected president. First vice president was George Tynes. Jerry Cowan elected second vice president. And Antoinette Bowie 
uh, was elected the recording secretary. All right, out to the west, 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 Amy, Hawaii. There And there is a great picture of uh, Tom Elef. He's uh, got um, a lei around his neck and um, Hawaiian shirt. And so he's just, uh, a, it's just great uh, picture. It's, a, it's just a great picture of him. Um, so he addressed uh, the messengers at the uh, at their annual meeting in Honolulu. Um, they restructured their budget, so they passed a um, a budget of 2.6 million dollars. Now, this is um, a, it's a decrease. Jonathan, why don't you explain what all is going on here? Yeah, they decreased the overall budget, but they also decreased the percent that they're passing on to Southern Baptist Convention missions and ministries here stateside and around the world, really, uh, from 31.5%. They went down all the way to 20%, but they also cut out the uh, associations in Hawaii, basically eliminated seven associations and brought them into the state convention budget uh, and asked churches to, instead of giving that money to the associations, to give it to the state convention. So they, they kind of, I guess you could say they, they eliminated a, a layer of uh, denominational bureaucracy there in Hawaii. We'll have to get some more information on that, though. It's odd that they would go down in the budget and down in the percent and, you know, eliminate those uh, associations. So there's probably a lot more to this story than can be put in this, you know, release in Baptist Press. So I have to do some digging right. on this one, Amy. Now, it does say that after a period of adjustment, they do hope to increase the annual amount forwarded to SBC causes beyond the the beyond these levels so um it looks like there's some strategy to this um of of what they're trying to do here um that they're needing to reset some things um they did uh, adopt a resolution calling for increased cooperation by churches uh that included participation um in cooperative ministries giving through cp and uh filing the acp report um with the convention and they're very clear. Uh, so the, the Baptist Press story we've got in here uh, quotes from it that churches that do not cooperate in some way beyond merely declaring their intention to cooperate and aligning theologically with the Hawaii Pacific Baptist Convention, they're falling short of their duty as members of the HPBC and are not fully embracing one of the key tenets of Southern Baptist life, which is cooperation. Yeah, they're raising so, the bar out there. Yeah, so it's a pretty strong um, resolution. So they're really calling on their churches to cooperate. They are also doing these sort of decreases, but looks like there's a plan for what's ahead. So uh, I'm with you. We'll, we'll, we want to keep an eye on this. Yep. Uh, they elected the president, West Higuchi, uh, first vice president, Sterling Lee, second vice president, Alan Krober, and recording secretary, Liz McElrath, uh, along with Tom Elliff out there, was a good friend of the podcast, and Ronnie Floyd. Uh, who was also yeah. a speaker at that state convention. Now back stateside, West Virginia. I was in attendance at this one uh, in beautiful Fairley, West Virginia. Yes, you were, and you told us a lot about that. There were 173 messengers and 41 guests, and that was actually um, that was an including increase me. in total attendance. Including you, yes. you were one of the 41 guests. I was one guests. of the 41. That's pretty cool. Are you in this picture? I'm not in the picture. Okay. I'm not in that any of these pictures. Cool. Not in any of these pictures. I was kind of wondering, like, what happened there. But there's no pictures. There is a mention of Dr. Rayner speaking at it, and uh, they did yes. pass a 2.38 million dollar budget, uh, just under 2.4 million dollars. They send 41 percent on to national ministries, one uh, percent 
increase over last year. They affirmed two new congregations, and their big push was to dedicate themselves to an active gospel involvement in an effort to rid West Virginia of drug abuse by seeking partnerships with civil, religious, and governmental groups and agencies to discover effective ways to solve the drug abuse problem in the state, uh, really dealing with opioid abuse. Right. Uh, West Virginia is really the, the kind of the center of opioid abuse in the U.S. and uh, 33.5 drug overdoses per 100,000 people uh, compared wow. to the national average, almost three times as much of 13.4. So two and a half times the national average of drug overdoses per 100,000 people there in West Virginia. That's terrible, um, but really important, uh, really important resolution. Yep. Um, and a response to something that's going on in the world around yeah, us. Yeah, I, I like that they're, they're saying, hey, this is a problem in our state and we're going to do what we can right. to, to combat it uh, through the gospel and restoration programs within our local churches. So proud to see what they're doing out there with Bill Hennard and the West Virginia Baptist. They reelected their convention officers, President Todd Hill, Vice President Paul Harris, Recording Secretary Jim Messenger uh, were all reelected, and Nathan Ertel was elected the second vice president. All right. Yes. So let's go up uh, to New England, uh, where I am. Where you are. You should have gone there earlier. Yes. Yes. Should have. Um, So the New England Baptists met in Avon, Massachusetts. And uh, where they approved a budget of uh, just over three million, three million thirty thousand. That's a six point five increase from 2017. Um, and in part, that's because there was an estimated 16.5 percent increase in cooperative program giving from New England churches. Wow, incredible! It's pretty amazing. Yeah, they also passed a resolution um, on the evils of racism to, uh, quote, denounce and repudiate all and any kind of racism and every form of racial and ethnic hatred as a scheme of the devil. Um, So very, uh, very serious resolution. And also a resolution of appreciation to Ernie Beavers, who's retiring from leading uh, the New England Extension Center of uh, Southern Seminary. I remember Ernie Beavers, never met him, but remember uh, his name. So he's been the director of that Extension Center for a very long time. Uh, so a resolution of appreciation for him and all of his work, uh, as well as one uh, to the host church. All right. In officer elections, Tim Owens was elected president. Gonzalo Grappera uh, was elected the vice president. And Sandra Colo uh, was elected as the clerk. A, a good meeting and an incredible increase up there in cooperative program giving in New England. Over to the Midwest, an Iowa Baptist, Tim Lubinus, and the Iowa Baptist met at the first of the month, and it was held in conjunction with a For the Church micro-conference in partnership with Midwestern, so uh, kind of a two-for-one there at uh, the Iowa meeting. That's really cool. I saw a lot of stuff about uh, that For the Church uh, conference, and I didn't actually put two and two together that they were doing it in conjunction with their annual meeting, so I didn't that's either. really cool. I didn't either. Yeah. We mentioned Tim Lubinus. He's the BCI executive director, and he announced for the second consecutive year a 14% increase in convention churches' weekly worship attendance. So over 15,000 now, so they're seeing increases in Iowa. A lot of great things being done in Iowa, a lot of it coming out of Cornerstone Church and Jeff Dodge and uh, the work they're doing with the uh, the college church planting across the state. A lot of that has to do with their partnership with North American Mission Board. They've got three church-based church planting catalysts in Iowa 
Uh, so a lot of church planning going on out there, and including what you know we talked about with Jeff Dodge here on the podcast about the SALT Network. A $1.6 million budget was adopted. It's less than a 1% increase from last year, uh, and 640000 of that coming from cooperative program receipts, and they continue to forward 50% on. They're one of those 50-50 states from outside of the South. Officers elected were Robert Knight uh, from Ames, New Birth Baptist Church. Uh, there he was elected president. First vice president was Jack Owens from Stonebridge Church in Boone. Second vice president, Todd Stiles, First Family Church of Ankeny. I hope I'm saying that right. And secretary, Jerome Risting from Temple Baptist Church in Mason City. All right. Over to New Mexico, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. They had their annual sermon by Hector Belmonte, delivered in Spanish and translated into English uh, by his son for the uh, the English-speaking attendees. 201 messengers and 117 visitors at this uh, annual meeting over in New Mexico. Budget of $4.655 million was passed. Uh, it's down 3.1%, uh, and they're going to forward on 29% to national CP causes. That's a 1% increase from last year. And they also elected President John Hines, Vice President Jared Bridge, and Second Vice President Bo Lamb. And here's something neat, Amy. They had 47 New Mexico Baptists participate in a 5K run walk to raise money for the New Mexico State Missions offering. Kind of reminds me of the Arizona guys that that bike to the state convention meeting. That's pretty cool. There's some neat stuff in the West. I saw a picture this week of uh, the Arizona cyclists uh, that bike from uh, convention offices to the location. So they were on their route. So we'll have a report, I'm sure, in a few weeks of that. Michigan, finally this week, uh, we got an email last week from a listener telling us all the information. Unfortunately, it had come in after we had already recorded, but uh, we've got the information now from Baptist Press, too. Uh, and they, they lined yes. up, Amy. So that, that was good. But we love that. Yes, that really we love that, we that they sent that us because we had a full report. So it was fantastic. We had all the information from Michigan. And then we read about it this week in Baptist Press, too. So their 2018 budget, just a hair under $2.7 million. They're going to forward 27.5% on. That's down from 32.5%, but there were some shared expenses last year. They're eliminating the shared expenses and uh, just including that 27.5% on to national causes. Uh, they had a resolution. Their meeting was uh, just a couple of days after the Sutherland Springs tragedy down in the San Antonio area, so they passed a resolution uh, expressing prayer and pledging to pray for those uh, affected by that tragedy. Also, re-elected President Jerome Taylor, First Vice President Scott Blanchard, Recording Secretary Roy Henry, and Assistant Recording Secretary Eli Garza. Newly elected Second Vice President was Larry Johnson. Fantastic. So lots of state conventions, and we've still got some to, to cover, correct? Yeah, yeah well, we, track, we still right? have Quite a few, yes, because we had yeah. 11 this week and we only touched one of them. And uh, there's a story from one of those that was this week as well. Uh, we mentioned it last week on the podcast, the p- pastor at First Baptist Church Jefferson City over in East Tennessee. Uh, they attempted to register seven messengers, including the new pastor, Ellen D. Giosia. They were denied messenger status by the TBC Committee on Credentials. Uh, it was a floor vote as well, uh, whether or not to allow them, and that did not pass. There was also a vote uh, to rule them as not in friendly cooperation with the state convention. So uh, that has been kind of brewing for a few weeks. We covered it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, mentioned it last week, and that came to a head this week. 
and ended in the direction in which it seemed to be headed. So uh, that's a little update. We'll have a full update, I'm sure, later on in either the next week or two from the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Uh, Amy, also uh, just some news that I, I missed a few weeks ago. I saw it in the Arkansas Baptist paper. We talked about Williams Baptist College going to Williams Baptist University. Uh, but they're yes. in this transition. Tom Jones is going to be heading to uh, the California Baptist Foundation, not Cal Baptist University Foundation, but the right. California Baptist Foundation uh, out there. And he'll be in the executive management staff. So it's not unusual to see uh, Tom Jones uh, heading out west. Yeah, so that's a lot of news coming out of Williams Baptist. Yes, it is, Amy. And then finally, sad news from New Orleans. Uh, the loss of a beloved professor uh, this past week, Jerry Barlow, passed away after a brief illness at the age of 72. Yeah, this was really sad. Um, it uh, said that even as he was dealing with his own health issues, um, he was still ministering to other people all the way at the end of his life. He was checking in on students. He called another faculty member that was sick and that he was just really known for this type of kindness. So um, a really beautiful just description of him. And I know that uh, the New Orleans family is really uh, is really struggling with that. So our prayers are with them um, and with his family. All right. Well, that's going to do it for all those state convention recaps and the other news from the week. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go to 1968. to something very um, important that happened at the Tennessee Baptist Convention. Um, they authorized the purchase of property for a new campus for Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's still there. Yes, it is. So, and they have Union, a new cabin too that opened this past week. Yes, they do. They, yes, they do. And I saw pictures from that. Um, so very interesting. Um, they had a campus at that time in downtown Jackson. So this was moving to a new location about one fourth mile from the intersection of I-40 and the Highway 45 bypass. Uh, so purchasing authorized to purchase about 270 acres of land. So that's just kind of cool. It just shows uh, the beginning of something, which at that time they're reporting it. It's, you know, it was exciting. And now you and I have both uh, been to Union's campus. Um, yeah, beautiful visited, campus. Yes, they really do have a beautiful campus. And, um, but that's, that's kind of when they began talking about it. Also of real interest in this same story is a resolution. We've been talking a little bit about resolutions happening in the context of history. Uh, pledging support for law and order. Take a look at the year. That's really important. 1968, really, really difficult year. Yeah, assassinations of Robert States. Kennedy, Martin Luther King. Right, and yeah. just a lot of uh, things over um, civil, rights. civil rights, Vietnam War, a lot of stuff going on, a very... Uh, a time of great tension in our country, and uh, this resolution was sort of ad addressing that. So uh, when you drive past uh, Union University, the next time uh, you're heading through West Tennessee, you can think about the fact that it all started this week in SBC history. It did, and uh, that is West Tennessee. We we firm on that again? It is West Tennessee. Jackson is in West Tennessee. Okay, all right, just we, making sure. Yeah. 
That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is a list of sex abuse prevention resources available at spc.net. There was a story in Baptist Press this week with all the discussion that's been going on in the media over the past few weeks and months about sexual abuse in our culture. Uh, the, the SBC Executive Committee and Baptist Press have put together a list of resources for uh, churches and ministers to use and to have at their fingertips. Uh, that's available over at spc.net. Net. Amy, your resource of the week is? Mine is a book on the same topic, uh, just to help people think through this. It's called On Guard, Preventing and Responding to Child Abuse at Church. And it's by uh, Deepak Reju, who's a, a very good friend of ours. Um, we, uh, were, we go way back when uh, we were all students together at Southern Seminary. Um, and he is a, just a great thinker, um, a counselor. And uh, this is a, a really good resource that uh, he has published. So between uh, what SBC.net has and uh, this, uh, this book, um, just some really great uh, practical uh, steps uh, to put in place and think through. It's, it's tough to be in a, a time where we're having to think through these things. Um, but that is... Uh, Hold on. It's tough to be in a time where we're talking about this a lot, but um, preparation is and leadership is key. Yes, it is. Uh, and people in your pews are almost guaranteed to have experienced this and to be victims of sexual abuse. Uh, so that's something I, I think every pastor is, is realizing and, and knows and needs to be aware of and prepared for. So uh, good resource there, Amy. So we're headed into Thanksgiving next week. Yep. Will probably be a, a lighter news week, I'm guessing. That's what I'm expecting. We'll likely have some state convention recaps to cover next week. Uh, we'll have to figure out a, a recording schedule, Amy. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure what your Thanksgiving schedule is. I bet you're headed to South Carolina. Well, we're going to head to the Charlotte area for a family reunion uh, after Thanksgiving, but we're actually spending Thanksgiving Day at home. Oh, okay. Um, but I have no no intention of recording on that day. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to figure something out then. Holidays are important. Holidays are important. And uh, talking to me about the SBC is not a Thanksgiving tradition that the Whitfields want to start, I'm sure. Not this year anyway. Not this year at least. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll figure out our schedule on our end. We hope that you have a great Thanksgiving as well. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. 